0: now it's time for do i have a case with frank andrews thank you very much rob nice to be with you folks and of course we are answering the question that comes in from thousands and thousands of people do i have a case and the man with the answers attorney keith figured who's on the line with us right now keith how are you how you doing frank how you doing rob pleasure to be here as always i'm uh, i'm at geisinger and danville at the janet weiss children's hospital so if you if you hear a kid in the background you'll know exactly what's going on here but I'm happy to be doing this and happy to be with you, Keith. So we got lots of questions. You ready? I'm ready, buddy. Okay, here's the first one. What can I do about a contractor who started a job at my house, didn't finish it, and now has disappeared? Someone told me about a Pennsylvania Home Improvement Contractors Act. What is that, and can it help me? Okay,
1: um, so this is uh, a little bit complicated, but um, to provide, uh, I guess, as much information as I can, the uh, The Pennsylvania Home Improvement Contractors Act was a state law that was designed to protect homeowners who hire contractors for home improvement projects. So under the Act, contractors who perform home improvement work in Pennsylvania are required to register with the Attorney General's office. And this basically ensures that the contractors meet certain criteria such as having appropriate insurance and financial stability. Now, as it indicates, home improvement includes resident work, which totals more than $500. And that could be repair, replacement, remodeling, demolition, construction, replacement, installation, and that could involve pools, pool houses. I mean, it covers a lot. And to really know, you would want to look to the act and or speak with an attorney to make sure it covers. Yeah. Now, in this instance, seeing that um, the contractor with the peers, in order to have recourse against the contractor, the first thing you wanna do is review the contract. The contract is gonna be what controls in this matter. So you wanna make sure you understand the terms, the scope of work, and any provisions related to non-completion or breach of the contract and what the remedies may uh, provide. Um, The other thing that's important, and as in this case it indicates, is you wanna attempt to contact the contractor. You wanna make attempts to reach out to them whether it be by phone, email, or other ways, and you wanna document all the attempts that you attempt to contact them. And then, of course, you wanna document the evidence. You wanna compile all relevant documents, including the contract, invoices, receipts, correspondence, and any evidence of incomplete or unsatisfactory work. You also wanna take photographs or videos, if necessary, to document the state of the project. Now, once you've done that, um, then you basically have to consider what recourse you need or want to take. Now, the first is if you've paid only for work that has been completed, then you want to just consider maybe hiring a new contractor. At that point, there may not be any damages um, to recover. So in that instance, the the simplest way to uh, move forward is just hire another more competent contractor. However, if you've paid for more than you've received, you might want to consider suing in small claims court. Now, the importance here is, is under small claims court, you're limited to the amount of damages you can bring, which in PA is $12,000. Um, the benefit of small claims court is that the evidentiary rules and other procedures are expedited. You aren't expected and don't need to hire an attorney in order to succeed. Most of the time these small claims cases are simply presented before a judge with no attorney or a jury president. Now, in terms of preparation for the Small Claims Court, again, as indicated above, you wanna make sure you have the original contact be- or contract between you and the contract or any other documentation showing the work to be done and the agreed upon price. Follow-up communications between you, including any agreed upon changes to the work, photographs of the work done at any damages, copies of invoices, and canceled checks or other evidence of what amount you did pay. And then lastly, if the amount is higher than your state court, claim limit, you might have to file with the county court. Now the problem here is, is that you're most likely going to have to hire an attorney and you really need to do a balancing act as far as how much it's going to cost to retain an attorney and to pursue these damages um, and to actually pursue that claim. So, I mean, there's a lot more I could t- continue to go on in terms of uh, recourse, but, but this is really something that you really need to speak with an attorney and evaluate your recourse and, and based on the damages, whether it makes sense to hire an attorney or try to pursue it on your own through the small claims court.
0: You were right, it is complicated. Now, we, you know, we have these questions that are coming in from all over Northeastern and Central Pennsylvania. And this one comes from Susquehanna County i live in a very rural area of susquehanna county and i got a ticket for going through a red light but i challenged it i went to a magistrate and the police officer never showed up so am i off the hook
1: okay so in this particular incident it really comes down to the judge Um, sometimes depending on the reason for the excuse as to why the officer isn't present i mean maybe there's an emergency or some other matter that the judge would excuse Um, A lot of times, in my experience, the only time that a judge would um, uh, throw out the charge is if maybe it's the second time it's been rescheduled or it's been uh, several times that the officer doesn't show up. Um, But, I mean, more often than not, the officer will usually be given an opportunity to uh, have the hearing rescheduled. And usually the best way to handle those types of claims, depending on what the ticket is, is to if the officer is there is to speak with the officer before the hearing. And as long as you're respectful and, um, you know, the officer sees that you're not trying to, you know, deny or, or um, you're not remorseful for, for actually committing um, the traffic offense, they usually will be willing to negotiate with you, maybe to drop it down to what they refer to as a 3111, which is disobeying traffic control devices, which may not carry any points. Um, but but the initial hearing, if for some reason the officer doesn't show up, it's probably unlikely the uh, the, uh, the the magistrate judge would throw it out at that point.
0: All right, lots of complicated questions. Next week we're going to be talking about bankruptcy and gift
1: certificates. So we got lots of crazy things that are coming in. Keith, how do people get in touch with you if they need to? Okay, they can reach me directly at five seven zero nine five four nine two nine nine. I can be reached by email at keats at figuredlaw.com, and they can get more information through my website at figuredlaw.com.
0: All right, Keith, have a good weekend.
1: You as well, and hope all is well with you, Frank, and and thank you as well, Rob. My pleasure. Now,
0: folks, if you have a question, if you're wondering, do I have a case, just email me, frankandrews at wilknewsradio.com. frankandrews, wilknewsradio.com. And we'll talk to you again next week. Let's get back to Rob.